What's going on, everybody? Welcome to the Fun Box Podcast. My name is Rob Webb. Today, with me, we have a special guest. He is the author of Haunted Lorraine County. This book right here. He also is the owner and the founder of Scarlet Transportation and Adventure Tours, which is really cool. He's from Lorraine. I'm from Lorraine. Uh, his name is Eric Defebog. No, no G. Oh, Silent. Defebog. Defebog. There you go. I should have... That's cool. I knew That's I should cool. have asked you before I started this. Anyway. Trust whatever. me, it's been worse. <laughs> Organic. You, you did okay. <laughs> Defabaw. Defabaw. All right, here we go. But yeah, um, dude, thank you so much for coming. Yeah. Appreciate yeah, my it. My pleasure. My pleasure. Um, like I said, you, he's author of the Lorraine County, uh, Haunted Lorraine County. I love this book, man. Um, a lot of different things in it that I uh, didn't know about. Um, you talked about the Lorraine Lighthouse. Mm-hmm. Uh, some... <laughs> um, somebody got a uh, buried inside of it well that's that's uh that's the legend right that's uh, the legend is somebody was uh one of the workers disappeared. entombed inside the foundation or the building of this yep. structure yeah i love so it so the dude. story goes oh yeah my girlfriend also uh got the shirt i was gonna comment on that nice i, I don't like i don't mess with these my yeah. we have one in our closet yeah. i don't i don't mess with it dude. but you'll wear it i'll wear it just for today <laughs> i i won't even wear this other than today okay because i just i'm a i'm I just can't do it. I wouldn't burn it if I were you. So. Oh, yeah, I, I don't know. <laughs> Something might release. I might like, like summon demons on my chest. Oh, jeez. But um, but yeah. First, I'm just gonna ask you some questions and uh, we'll flow. And so much I want to talk about, dude. Mm-hmm. Um, what sparked your interest in the paranormal? Uh, Art Bell. Art Bell. Art I love Bell. Art Bell. Yeah. Um, I, I was kind of uh, a curious kid, you know. And um, I, I discovered Art Bell one night after an Indians game, you know, on WTAM. Uh, it, was, it wasn't TAM back then. It was 3WE, actually. Um, but, um, and right, right away I'm hooked, you know. The, Art, Art Bell, like, not only was his, um, uh, like, the, the area, the topics, like, he, he, he ranged pretty far out there. But he was so good at what he did, you know, uh, as far as like being an interviewer and bringing about like the guests he brought on. Yeah. Um, yeah. But that started right there. I know a lot of the stuff he covered, uh, people ended up trying to debunk later on. Mm-hmm. But even when he covered it, I remember being a kid and uh, when the internet was first coming out and uh, you'd have to like really look for certain things back in like the late 90s. Um, I was so into it. Uh, uh, the sounds from hell like gave me nightmares. <laughs> yeah. Like when those, uh, I don't know what is it, Russian or German guys in the, or some, they were trying to record the tectonic plates or something in the ground or something. Then they heard these screams and <laughs> they ended up debunking that, but it was the creepiest thing. Art Bell was like, it, like nowadays it's like Joe Rogan kind of took that throne. 
Yeah. Uh, the only thing, he doesn't cover a lot of paranormal stuff, which blows my mind, because he'll cover a guy that believes he worked on antimatter technology in Area 51. Uh, Bob Lazar. But, yeah, yeah, Bob Lazar, <laughs> but he won't cover guys, people that believe in ghosts, which I think yeah. are way more, there's way more evidence of that yeah. in yeah. people's everyday life than uh, antimatter technology. Yeah. Um, so alien people and ghost people are actually... It's a it's a different crowd. There yeah, is some there's some intersection there, but um, there's a uh, I don't know, like the whole government conspiracy thing with the whole uh, Area 51 thing. Uh, uh, to me, uh, the government does nothing but lie to you. So right. <laughs> you know uh, that that's evidence in itself in my mind. Yeah. Um, Bob Lazar is an interesting guy too, though. Um, he's he's pretty convincing. Um, I, I know. I I don't know what to think, honestly. Yeah, I, I consider myself on, on all these topics, uh, Bigfoot and uh, paranormal in general, uh, an open-minded skeptic. Yeah. So I, I treat it, I always tell people I treat it like I do politicians. I'm pretty sure you're full of shit, but I'm willing to let you convince me otherwise. Right. Yeah. But even a good politician can prove a monkey can talk sometimes <laughs> to some people. Like, oh my God. Yeah. But uh, uh, yeah. Uh, the, the thing with Joe Rogan is... Um, like he talks about, he's very dismissive of people that believe in this stuff, and I'm kind of surprised by that because he's generally open-minded. Yeah. You know, I'm a, I'm not a regular listener to his um, podcast, but I I do enjoy it. Uh, a lot of times, it depends on the on the guest and the topic, but um, yeah, like to hear him talk to, uh, like one of the biggest, the most convincing um, things about uh, the Bigfoot thing is to hear uh, Les Stroud talk about it. Now, who's Les Stroud? Les Stroud is Survivor Man. Oh, okay. So okay. you're talking about a guy who spent a significant portion of his life living in the most remote, remote wilderness corners of the world, and he's got certain things that he can't explain. Yeah. I mean, that's that's, I, that's, a, that's a guy with a reputation to lose. Right, you right, know? exactly. And you were saying that in the book about, like, uh, I don't know, Teddy Roosevelt or somebody. <laughs> like, there's presidents and just real high-standing people that have a lot to lose with being called a lunatic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For, for seeing things or witnessing certain things. Like orbs, are you? An, do you believe in orbs? So the orb thing is, um, from my understanding. So I've learned a lot since uh, with Scarlet Transportation, we do the ghost tours, mm-hmm. um, and I've really learned. <clears throat> excuse me, I've learned how like investigators go about like legitimate uh, investigators, people that are, that take this seriously, um, and I've learned from them that orbs, um, the the way to differentiate between dust. And something a little bit more, you know, substantial is if it's emanating its own light. So you look at the shadows, mm-hmm. right? Now, if it's refracting light back at you, it's probably dust or something in the air. Right. So, yeah. Um, we've gotten some interesting pictures. We used to hold a, a photo contest on the bus uh, when we do those ghost tours. And people sent us some pretty amazing things. And, and some of it's, it's kind of... Kind of difficult to we, – we look to debunk first. You know, yeah. we, we don't we, – we, we try to keep it as legit as we can. Um, but some of the photos are pretty damn good, right? Yeah, a lot. Mo- a lot of times you can debunk <laughs> something. Um, mm-hmm. There's some things that are just in- unbelievably like unexplainable. I have my own uh, events. I have my own like little. Wit- I've witnessed certain things that I just cannot explain. Yeah, um, I think everybody has. Yeah, like sim- somebody know? calling my name or so whispering I- or I- cold. I- 
cold spots, things like that. I talk a little bit about it in the book. It's it's people's nat- natural inclination to try to rationalize everything. Yeah, and there's so much more to the to our surroundings that we're not even perce- perceiving. You know. And once in a while, we tap into that, and like people either tend to ignore it completely or, you know, try to dismiss it as something else. Right? Did you ever experience anything yourself? Uh, a couple things. Um, uh, not as a child, um, um, but uh, we've had I, one of the stories in the book um, is my own personal story, and is actually uh, has to do with the ghost tours. Oh yeah, I was gonna get to that. Was that the, yeah. about the Jeff Hastings man? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Gotcha. I'll get to that. Okay. Uh, yeah, actually, let's talk about that. We okay. uh, that was weird. I don't know how because I've even had my brother say he picked up a hitchhiker guy, and um, he was just weirded out, weirded him out, and then he dropped him off, and then he like disappeared when he went. It was I can't ex- I can't explain the story, but mm-hmm. those testimonies of actually v- seeing and talking to a physical tangible being i shook the guy's hand yeah yeah right? no so the, the interesting part of the story that's not in the book um it actually <clears throat> happened after um i was given a talk at the uh, lyria public library about the book and uh afterwards i take questions and a young lady uh raises her hand i call on her and she asked me if i changed his name of course i did Right, that's Jeff Hastings is not his name. Oh, it's not his real name. Okay. Not his real name. Um, I I don't want to say his name publicly because he is a real person. Um, okay, <clears throat> it was her uncle. This, oh, okay. This, this girl at the library. So, um, we emailed a couple times back and forth afterwards. Um, they feel that uh, he's been trying to reach out to them ever since that happened. So. It, wow! If 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 you do a little research, you can come up with a guy yourself. So I guess we'll like uh, get everybody give, yeah get everybody up to speed on what we're talking about. Yeah. Um, Jeff Hastings was a man you met at the at the uh, uh, rest stop, the rest area right around the corner here. Yeah, the <laughs> um, yeah the right before you get to sixty. That's right. If you're going, you know, east or westbound. Westbound. Yeah. Yes. And uh, you were taking your tour there. Mm-hmm. And uh, it was a good spot. There's a lot of there's vending places. People stretch their legs, hang out. The restroom, the restroom, <laughs> it's yeah, just a restroom stop. Yeah, and uh, you were talking to a guy that claimed to be a caretaker, mm-hmm. and his name was Jeff Hastings. And then later to find out, you went back to talk to other people that were that worked there that said, "No, we don't know." There is no caretaker here. Uh, there was a guy named Jeff Hastings that killed himself. Yeah. Yeah, that's uh, that's pretty much exactly how it happened. I mean, uh, we stopped to use the restroom, and he was curious on what we were doing. So we got in this conversation. He started telling me about all, this, you know, all the sightings, the, the ghosts and things that has been sighted at the uh, scene there. And I started thinking, this might be a perfect stop for a ghost tour. Um, we're always on the lookout for, for new stops, you know, uh, people only come back every year and do the same thing. Sometimes they do, but we try to keep things, uh, fresh and interesting. Yeah. Um, so I, I, I asked him if he'd be willing to, you know, sit down with us and, and actually we can do a little, uh, interview session, just try to get more information off him. And when I went to go back to find him, uh, evidently that guy never existed the care, as far as the caretaker. So... Yeah, that's wild. Yeah, yeah, that's uh, something. There's something going on. I don't know. Like, 
I mean, obviously, there's always an explanation, even if it is, even if I was talking to another guest about this, even if it is a scientific explanation mm-hmm. to where we could even talk to JFK or something, you know, <laughs> if there's a scientific way to do it, yeah. it's got to be there. If Because yeah. I'm a guy of science, I love it, but I'm also a spiritual guy. I mean, you know, raised Baptist, you know, fundamental Baptist my whole life, Sunday school, every Sunday, you know, I understand... Uh, you know, I have my beliefs, but at the same time, you know, I i mean, I can't help but be so intrigued and I can't help it. You well, know, it the, just the, pulls me in. The thing with science is that science is, by definition, the constant acquisition of information. There's no such thing as a settled science no. whether you're talking about the climate or anything, you know. Right. We're, we're constantly learning. I mean, the plastic bags we're using were the solution, the the economic or the environmental solution to the paper bags right. we were using in the '80s. You know, those of us old enough remember, like when they, this was to solve the killing of trees. Yeah. And now we're, you know, so we we're constantly learning, and uh, when it comes to this stuff, I always say we're just not there yet. No. You know, there's going to be a time. Maybe your kids, maybe our grandkids. You know, yeah. they're going to have a far better understanding of this stuff than we do. Yeah, it seems the road just forks. The more you go, sure. Like you, the farther you go in the universe, the further it expands. Right. And it just shows it's like, wow, it's, there's so much more we don't even know. Not even close to the tip of the iceberg. Like I mean, with that, yeah, the uh, the Hubble telescope or whatever it's called, whatever that telescope that rotates mm-hmm. around that orbits, man, that just proved that we're not even close to knowing. <laughs> like, it's like it just showed how much more we don't know. Well. Uh, just to go back into that, uh, in 2018, it was, um, what was the number? 280 uh, new species of animals discovered. I mean, that, wow. that's, a, yeah. that's, that's every year we're discovering things about our planet that yeah. we, don't, we didn't know, and we've been here forever. You know? right. It's just, it's a constant evolution. Do you, uh, do you do any kind of ghost hunting yourself? Do you, no. Any EVP sessions or... So, uh, my experience with that, um, I'm, I'm not a ghost hunter. Right. Um, uh, you mentioned earlier about the book being a history book. I'm a history guy. Yeah. Um, so I'm not a ghost hunter, uh, which is why when we decided to do these ghost tours uh, that uh, we hire a paranormal investigator to be the guide. Yeah. Because it's not just Joe Schmo holding a steering wheel telling you spooky stories. Yeah. This is a much more interactive experience. She brings her equipment along. Okay. And we, we go to three or four places in a night. And you get to participate in ghost hunting. So she teaches you how how the equipment works, why it's hap- you know what reactions and why they're happening, and uh, we do do EVP sessions, and we get EVPs every night, wow. every night. I'm always afraid to do that. I'm always just afraid. It's like me opening up myself to things I don't really care. Like yeah. in, in the moment, I care for it. But these are. Let's say the spirits have the wisdom of the ages to <laughs> to manipulate, do anything they want. Like, yeah, I'll show myself, not when you want me to. And that's what it's like. I'm afraid that's what's going to happen to me. I'll be like, ah, oh, no EVP session tonight. All right, got to go to bed and wake up for work the next morning. And I see like an old lady, like, <laughs> like, hey, here I am. I'm like, shit. Well, I, I welcome the opportunity. If an old lady wants to come visit me in the morning, I'll, I'll bring yeah. it, you know, like, I, I'm I'm curious, and I'm not afraid. I've never seen anything that would cause uh, fear, you know. And that's another thing. Like um, most people, um, they, they get they get scared. And to me, it, it's more it's my curiosity overruns all that, you know. I'm not I'm not afraid in the slightest. We've had uh, very strange occurrences happen. I'll tell you one another one that's happened to us in my home. 
up the stairs, I have three uh, portraits of my mother, my brother, and my sister, all who have passed, okay? And um, this happened a couple years ago. And at the time, we had a house guest. A, a friend of ours was staying at our house because her house was actually struck by lightning and it burnt to the ground. Jeez. And so she lived with us for 13 months. But uh, anyway, so we're, we're out on a, on a ghost tour one night. Um, it was a weekend in October. And we're in a, uh, a cemetery in Wellington. And we get an EVP. Uh, it just says Robert. Just the name Robert. Now, that's my brother's name, but that's not where my thoughts went because, one, Robert's an enormously popular name. Like, that's, yeah. that's a very common name. I'm Robert. I'm a Robert. That's right. So um, maybe he's talking about you. Yeah. Uh, and another thing, we're, we were in a cemetery where there's probably 1,500 people interred there. So, like, there's probably a couple hundred Roberts just there alone. Right. But what happened was, like, three seconds after we got that EVP, my wife gets a text from our house guest, Tammy, and apologizing because she was carrying a laundry basket up the stairs. She knocked Rob's picture off the wall Ooh. and set it crashing down the stairs and shattered. Oh, wow. So, like, it's just those little things like yeah, that. Like, it, that it, that's, that's an enormous coincidence. It's huge, you know? yeah. It makes your imagination run wild yeah. after, when you hear when you, when the coincidence is so strong. Yep. Like, uh yeah. Man, when my father passed away, he'll, it'll be uh, 10 years on the 15th of this month. And uh, <clears throat> I asked you about the orbs thing, and I was never into that uh, really at all at the time. And uh, I would see them, I would see orbs uh, with my own eyeballs, like in, in front of my face. Okay. And it would happen, it was, it was, it was happened a few weeks after he passed, or actually like a whole month after he passed. Every now and then I'd just be hanging out. And then I'd see like an orb like fly in front of my face, and then I'd like look at it, and then it just zip off. Like, an, would it change direction? Like, yeah, or so, just like zip off and wait. And I'm like, something's wrong with my, eye. you know. Yeah. I, first, I'm like, I'm losing my. I'm like, I, I don't know. I, I don't have good electrolytes going on. <laughs> I don't know what's going on. And then sometimes I'd see like black dots. Most mostly though, I could uh, see like bugs flying around, and there's mm. no bugs in the air. I'm like, dude, I'm losing my brain. What's going on? And then a lot of times, well, I'd your see your retina could be detaching, but yeah, <laughs> yeah, I could have a retina being detached. That <laughs> sucks. Aside <laughs> aside from that, like uh, you know, what was happening to you in your head? It's it's a natural mechanism. Yeah. It's a human defense mechanism. Your brain automatically tries to rationalize everything. Yep, you know. And, and the more you allow that to happen, the less you're, uh, the less you are uh, aware of things that have happened to you. Yeah, you know, if you can somehow fight that off, then you start noticing a lot more weird things going on around you. Yeah, and I think that's uh, what a lot of people like. I remember being at a party, and one of my friends were like, "Somebody pulled my hat down." Did you pull my hat down? I'm like, "No, I didn't touch your hat." And he just let it go, and I everybody just kind of lets it go. Yeah, but it type of person i'm i am i'm just like no no something why why did that happen no let's get to the bottom of this somebody pulled your hat down yeah why and uh, i remember hanging out with my friend somebody kicked his like a chair kind of like this and it was next to us and somebody like somebody kicked it and it popped up i didn't touch it he didn't touch it it was just sitting right there why did that happen right i don't know and just those little things like something flying off the the table or something yeah. little tiny little things like that a lot of people just dismiss and go have yeah, whatever or auditory hallucinations people might have with dissonant sounds i don't know if you could get this but when you're washing the dishes say there's like a 
then you'll hear something in the living room. I hear that. I do that a lot. Like, a, I'll be washing dishes or taking a shower and hear laughing in the living room when I'm the only mm-hmm. one home or mm-hmm. something. Yeah. Like, maybe I'm just, but that's happened my entire life. Yeah. So I'm like, maybe it's just a weird auditory hallucination that I've always had. So it's happened in different locations. Yeah. And, yeah. Yeah. You know, that, that's, there, there's a lot there uh, with the human brain that we don't understand, you know? Yeah. But it's, it's so intriguing, though. I mean, Absolutely. there's so many things that, like just somebody whispering your name at night or things like that, that you're just like, why? I can't explain it. Or somebody touching you. I, I felt like somebody tickled my gooch here. Uh, Your you know, what? My gooch. You know, I know it's it's like kind of like a very violating act that happened. <laughs> but if I, Did my, you fill out my, a police report? Or? My, knees, <laughs> my knees were up and uh, I was about to get out of bed and somebody went, gooch, gooch, gooch. Like it felt like somebody went, gooch, gooch, gooch to my like taint. And um, immediately like defense mechanism, stretch my legs out and tighten my butt cheeks. And yeah. I was like, get away, you know, like. That's- no-go zone there. Yeah, that's a no-go zone. And it was like somebody, like, I don't know. I heard an old lady died here, but if if she's like a pervert, if, if that was her, I'm just saying, like, why would you, she's like. She's a lonely old lady. You know, like, <laughs> but, uh, I, I mean, there's people be like, oh, you have muscle spasms, uh, this and that. I'm like, yeah, but it. Yeah, sphincter spasms. Yeah, huh? that's a- yeah, it felt like somebody literally coochie-gooching my whatever. So it's like and that happened here in this house. Yeah, hmm. it just it doesn't make sense to me. And I'm like, I'm just a guy. I don't overlook into it, but it has given me a little complex when I sleep now. Yeah, like I kind of feel well, a it's little, in the back of your mind now. Yeah, right? it's in the yeah. back of my mind. Like I don't want it to happen again. Yeah, you know. So I don't know. I'm just saying. There's like things that you got you can't explain, and it's uh, it's I don't know what to do. I don't know. I don't know what to think about so it. So if you're ever interested in this, uh, the 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 group we hire to. Uh, uh, be the guides on the tours they investigate private residences for free oh yeah yeah wow. so just a phone call away they'll come over and check the place out and let you know what they find nice yeah nops uh north ohio paranormal scientific society they're out of Illyria. um so they're local all right well, so we could find who's touching your uh no-go zone there right <laughs> and I, there was one time uh my buddy that were, uh, lived here before me. He was a drummer, and he would record in here. And uh, he was playing the drums really loud, and the cymbals like. Ksh, ksh. And while he was playing, he heard like an, a lady or something go, ah, <laughs> like like yelling out and like disgust. That's what my wife does when I play the drums. That's weird. <laughs> I'm like, hey man, I don't know. You never know. But uh, yeah, what was really cool is like when you get that stuff on tape. You know, oh, we, we've had. Um, we had a group one time, we were down in the basement of the Palace Theater, and uh, we're doing an EVP session. And there's this uh, kid, this a black kid, uh, his name was Jamal. And we're, we're, so when we do an EVP session, we'll do like uh, six or eight minutes of questions, and then we immediately listen back. So there's no funny business going on behind the scenes. And clear as day, we got Jamal. That was his name. And he jumped out of his he chair. Out. Yeah, yeah. He it it was it was an awesome moment. You know, it's things like that that, that make the tours awesome. You know, yeah. and That's that kind cool. of stuff. Not not quite that personal, but that we like I said, we get we get EVPs every night. Yeah, and I didn't know that about the uh, the history of the theater too. Uh, oh yeah, it was like the first. It was like like a stamp on like 
the first one to do what was it the uh, a video and um uh sound at the same time like oh, theater the talkies. Like, yeah, oh, yeah 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 that? yeah that's, that's what they called the movies back in the 20s talkies, the talkies. yeah because prior to that it was silent filmed with a right. you know the orchestra background and uh yeah uh, they, they were among the the, the pioneers there Wow, and and the reason why it doesn't have a balcony is because the the theater before that mm-hmm. collapsed, and they were just like maybe yeah. was it like a was it like a what do you call it a where you you don't want a superstition thing that they didn't do it. Well, it was. I mean, you got you got to put yourself in a nineteen twenties uh, mindset for one, you know, yeah. and that's hard to do. But uh, yeah, they uh, they built the theater without the balcony because they felt that people would be afraid to sit in the seats. And you know their their right. goal is to sell as many tickets, and they yeah. need many seats. So they they change the theater. You could actually Google a picture of the old state theater, the one that the palace replaced, and it's a much narrower structure, and it's layered upwards. Right. And they they did the opposite of the palace; they spread it out. Yeah. That's why they shifted the location to a different lot. Gotcha. Yeah. Yeah, I did not know that. That's a I like that place. Everybody's got a memory. If you're from Lorraine, you know the palace. Sure. Sure. You know the chandelier. What's, what school did you go to? I started in Lorraine. I um, I moved to Vermilion when I was in sixth grade, but Lorraine uh, uh, started with Vincent uh, Academy, and then I went to oh yeah Lowell, or I went to you Washington. Did go to Lowell. I went to Washington, then went to Lowell. I was gonna go to Whittier, mm-hmm. and I know you said like a, there's a short Whittier story in the yep. end. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't didn't they demolish that place now? Yeah, Lowell's gone too. Lowell's, Lowell's gone. Yeah. So Lowell's gone. Whittier's gone. Homewood's gone, Southview's gone. Wow, and yeah, it's all gone. Those are all the schools I went to, and then they knocked down the the hospital I was born at. So they're just trying to erase my existence. Yeah, St. Joseph's? Yeah, yeah, that's where I was yeah, born. Yeah, that's where I was born, too. Yeah. St. Joseph. Uh, we, um, but yeah, right before I went to Whittier, I moved to Vermilion. And, uh, but yeah, it, so yeah, I'm definitely from around there. Been, that's cool. I, I lived by the, uh, I lived on East 31st Street. is the last place we lived at, and the weirdest things happened there. It was uh, and it was a brand new home, and we were the first family to move in. They rented it out after they built it, hmm. where the grass wasn't even. It was all hay, you know, uh, yeah. to get the grass to grow. And we had sprinklers going. Excuse me, and um, yeah, weird things happened in that place. But I, I blamed it on me being ten years old, <laughs> summoning demons. Well, yeah, if you're wearing t-shirts like that, yeah. <laughs> I would really do it because I felt like I was untouchable, like I was immune to the evil world. Sure. Because I was raised up in church and I just wanted to test the <laughs> the water. You know, I just, I don't know. I was being a dumb, stupid kid. Nothing really, uh, a lot of weird things happened to me, but not as much as my brother. Like, I think he mm-hmm. got, and he wasn't even, he's like an innocent bystander in this, I think. And if anything happened, it's because of that. I don't know, unless it was cursed land or something i have no idea. well that's a lot of times the uh, the stuff hap you know it's attached to the property itself yeah or an object you know something you might have brought with you you know that's that's also that's uh, been known to occur yeah my brother saw a literal shrouded black <laughs> creature walking in our house once mm. and it's just like that's like 100 percent the scariest thing i wouldn't i wouldn't know what to do like Seeing it with your own two eyes and hearing something's real scary too, but yeah. to actually see something like that, yeah, I've yeah. witnessed things of people pounding and seeing, um, like a, a door shake from somebody pounding on it or a lamp moving. Uh, well, like uh, I turned this lamp away because it was like a precious moment style lamp, and then it uh, because I didn't want it looking at me when I slept, and then I turned the light back on and it was facing <laughs> me again. Classic <laughs> creepy stuff. 
I'm like, something's messing with me. Um, That's awesome. But yeah, I never really seen anything visually. And like, like my brother, like he said, he, uh, yeah, he, I brought it up to him like, uh, over Christmas break. And he was, uh, he was like, Oh my God. And immediately got chills. Like he was like, dude, I pushed that back in my mind. Yeah. Why'd you have to bring that up? <laughs> like, damn. Like that really got to him, man. It like changed well, his life. A firsthand experience can do that. Yeah. That's uh I've seen that happen lots of times. How long did it take you to write this book and put it all together? <laughs> I get asked this all the time. I get in trouble about it too. Um so basically most of the research was done. Um, we, we, we do a, a fair amount of research for the ghost tours. So this book, um, wasn't even on my radar. The project was brought to me, the, the, um, the publishing editor for uh, the history press reached out to us uh, about the project. Um, they were looking for someone to put together a book in Lorain County, um, that had expertise in the field. Um, but weren't, uh, they didn't want it written from a ghost hunter's perspective. Yeah. So I just fit the bill, um. And uh, so, but we were constantly receiving uh, emails or, or people uh, coming up to us telling us their ghost stories, their house is haunted, this and that, you know. Um, and I try to keep track as much of that stuff as I can. Some of it is, you know, you can't use it. It's not usable. Um, and most of it's actually not usable in regards to the tours because I can't bring 24 people to your house. Right. Right. So, um, and that's important to us that our our tours are interactive, but I do, I do, uh, have an interest in it. So I do kind of keep track of that stuff. So in my arrogance, um, I, I, I look back at this and laugh cause my wife, like I tell the story and she rolls her eyes because she knew I was full of shit then. <laughs> but like in my arrogance, I'm thinking, I'm going to crank this out in about two weeks. I mean, it's just, <laughs> I, I've already got all the research. I, I've never, I haven't written anything like this well, I've never written any, a book before, but I haven't written anything since college. So, <clears throat> but I'm I'm a voracious reader, not so much you know last couple of years, but I I, I love books. Right. I always have, um, and that's a kind of been a that's ran in the family. But uh, so I, I always felt confident I could do it if I found the right subject. So uh, yeah, I, in my head, two weeks. I'm gonna crank this out in two weeks. Right. Um, it turned out to be eight weeks. Um, one because I. Overestimating my ability to write, I'm, I'm not. I'm not the fastest typist, and uh, like I'd work all day, work all day, work all day. Look at my word count is a thousand eighty-eight words. <laughs> like, jeez. So uh, yeah, um, if I was to start from scratch, it'd be significantly longer. Like I said, the research. I'm actually working on another project. Um, it, it's going to be more towards. I I, I want it to be uh, focused on. Prohibition in the area, yeah, which is an interesting subject. Yeah, I like that Calico Jack story. I was Calico Jack, yeah, 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 Calico, yeah. yeah, Calico yeah. Jack. Yeah, that that that's a uh, that's actually one my dad taught uh, told me when we were fishing off the pier when I was a kid, and uh, I just kind of put it in the back of my head as you know some bullshit dad story. Yeah, I don't want to give away all, too much of the book. Oh, that's uh, okay. But like, uh, yeah. Uh, we were talking about he was talking about prohibition. I brought up uh, Calico Jack because that's one of the stories that has to do with that prohibition era. I love that era. Yeah, I like that movie Lawless. With uh, ever watched that movie Lawless with Tom Hardy? And I don't um, think I saw that one. Yeah, it's a good one. Check it out. It has uh, Gary Oldman's in it. Tom Hardy. Um, what's his name? He's a young kid. He was in Holes. Uh, he he kind of went loony. <laughs> anyway, and he <laughs> He's was a Hollywood trans- actor. He was in Transformers. That one guy. 
Okay. Um, uh, anyway. Yeah. But yeah, that, it's a t- prohibition era. I didn't know a lot of the alcohol came from Canada. I did not know yeah, that. Yeah. I thought it was like Virginia, like moonshiners, you know? Well, that was part of it. Sure. That was part of it. But like the majority of the alcohol being brought in the States was imported uh, from Canada through this region. Yeah. Yeah. This that's, region. that's really cool. And there's actually, I, so in doing the research, further research into this book about stuff, I came across some really cool things like... Uh, there's a house um, in Lorraine, on the east side of Lorraine, east of the river there, that actually has a tunnel that goes out. There's a door on, on the beach, and it was built specifically to smuggle the booze in. Right. And same thing with the, are you familiar with the Eagle's Nest? No. In Lorraine, the building. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah, okay, yeah. Yeah. So the basement of that was actually a speakeasy, and oh, there, wow. there, there's a tunnel that goes out to the river. Right? Yeah, there's a tunnel that goes out the river from that Ramsey Mansion, too. It's like, a, or the Bear Caves? It's like, um, yeah, it's like a stone tunnel, and it goes right out to the shore. Uh, nine out of ten times, that's it was probably built to smuggle in booze. Yeah. See, Canada had a had a prohibition uh, laws of their own, but the, the difference was they didn't ban the manufacture of liquor. Yeah. So it was consumption; you couldn't consume it, but you can make it and sell it. Wow. So that, that's interesting. That, how that's that a happens. recipe for, you know, Al Capone. Yeah, type for sure. It's yeah. A res- yeah, for Black Market. Uh, yeah. What's weird right now, Lynchburg has the oldest distillery, uh, the Jack Daniels distillery, and that's a dry county. Yeah. That's a lot. You see that a lot in Kentucky, too. A lot of the bourbon distilleries are in. in that's wild. I don't it, know. It, again, it's, it's, it's stupid laws and big businesses buy their way out of laws. I'll tell you a, a, a perfect example of that is when they age whiskey in an oak barrel, right? right? They can only use that barrel one time. It has nothing to do with flavor, it has nothing to do with the usefulness of the barrel. It's all about the, the, the Cooper's Union, which the Coopers are the ones that manufacture the barrels. They bribe politicians and make it law that they have to use a fresh barrel every batch. Jeez. That's the only reason that's that exists. the only reason. It yeah. has nothing to do with the flavor. So, so all these laws you talk about that have these vast, far-reaching uh, impacts on society are basic, make, yeah. basically people lining their pockets. That's what makes bourbon bourbon. <sighs> I love bourbon. Yeah, I like, I'm a sour mash guy. Yeah? yeah. I, I, I could, I'm down with sour mash, but like... I tell you what, treat yourself to uh, a bourbon, um, Eagle Rare. Eagle Rare. E- Eagle Rare. It's 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 the perfect bourbon, and it's a hard. It lives up to its name because you That's can't cool. find that shit nowhere. Yeah. We we drove through Kentucky a few months ago. The distillery didn't even have it. Oh, where where did they make it? it it's a it's the high end Buffalo Trace is what it is, oh, okay. and it's not high end. It's thirty five bucks a bottle, you know. Well, when you can find it, but it's it, not that bad. No, yeah. it's not, and it's it's. It's like Jack. Thirty-five bucks. Yeah, I don't like a for like a you know liter. I'll I'll tell you a secret I learned. Um, uh, Indiana, their state taxes on booze is far less. So every few months, we'll just take a road trip in Indiana and stock up on and fucking booze. Oh, there you go. There you go. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I gotta look into that one. No, go to Kroger's because on top of that, if you buy, I think it's uh, every six bottles, you get ten percent off the whole order. So, yeah. I was thinking about, you know, how some people have these midlife crises and they'll get like a motorcycle or something. <laughs> I was going to get a barrel of booze, <laughs> like a barrel of Jack Daniels. There, there's old number seven. There's a, a barrel of Maker's Mark, right? Is it Maker's? We did it? Yeah. With our name on it down, down at the distillery. So, oh, you, yeah? you, you go down there and uh, you could have your name put on it. And then when they, when they, they're going to age it for 
So 14 years, I think the age of for 14 years, they're going to let you know that they're about to crack it open and you get to go down there and get your bourbon. Nice. Yeah. Now I, I have, a, I think they lied to me because I signed up to be a, 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 what do you call a ambassador? Bourbon of, ambassador. Yeah, yeah. Bourbon ambassador. And uh, they said I had my own barrel, but I didn't buy anything. I just signed no. up. Yeah. No, that's, that's all it is. Like, so there's a barrel with your name on it. It's got a plaque. Now yours and 30 other people. It's not yeah. just yours. You can have your own dedicated barrel, but it was like, I don't know, $1,600 or something. Yeah. It's pretty expensive. But uh, yeah, so we're not getting anything for free. Just the barrel is sixteen hundred. You said. Well, you could pay to have your own barrel, like the booze in it. Yeah. I don't remember how much it costs. It's like ten grand or something. I've heard like well, old number okay. seven is yeah. up to like ten thousand bucks. If it's over hundred bucks, I'm I'm out. <laughs> so, right. Well, that's a whole barrel. That's why I said if it's like a midlife, I'll be like, yeah, I need booze for the rest of my life. <laughs> this is just what I just just what I want to do. I'm gonna yeah. get a barrel of booze. <laughs> For no reason, just a big barrel of Jack Daniels in my garage. Why do you have that? I don't know. Just have it. Why do you have that? Like, what do you mean, why do I have it? I have it to drink it. I'm going to drink it forever. Yeah. Well, you know, a little bourbon. If you have a, you know, some on the rocks every night, then, uh, you know, a barrel won't yeah. last you forever. You know? No, it won't. And uh, you'd probably save money in the long run, if anything. Instead of getting all that Of course, glass. you got to carry it here. That's got to right. be a heavy son of a bitch. Right. Um, um, da, 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 some other stories here. Uh, um, yeah, the little lap. Tale of Two Thin. Gore Orphanage. Uh, I have my own little Gore Orphanage story. Yeah. Um, it has nothing to do with the paranormal, <laughs> but it's just always been, since it's such a hot spot for kids and mm-hmm. uh, teenagers and late night cruises and country cruises and partying. Oh, yeah. Um, you could experience a lot just in that aspect. Uh, we went there and it was like somebody made a roadblock. We like drove past some people and you know how dead ends and you have to come back. Yeah. They created a roadblock and we were like trapped. And it was like these like, like red, the people, yeah, like some of they like lock arms like, across the road. It was like, um, yeah, like, well, like it was a couple people. They like wouldn't let us go. I guess we could have like went in the dirt around, but it was kind of, we were trying to be like calm and relaxed. Yeah. We didn't want to act like, like make a big deal about anything. Like, all right, what are you guys doing? You're in there. You're in our way. Yeah. And, uh, but they were like shirtless, like (laughs) hillbillies dude. And, uh, partying. And, uh, one of them had a gun in his back. Oh yeah. That's, that's great. And, uh, he was like, kept, you know, holding on to his gun and then uh, just say, what are, you guys, what are y'all doing over here? Coming in here, driving all fast? You could have hit one of us and this and that and this and that. And we're like, uh, and we're, we're like piled into a truck. It's me and like five other friends. Is this Gore the- Orphanage or Alabama? Because you're actually. This is Gore Orphanage. I know. <laughs> like, where am I? But yeah, it was like straight up, like, you know, redneck type people. Yeah. Uh, yeah. They you, were really, really pissed and drunk and pissed, man. They did not want to let us leave, man. They were, uh, but you know, what we were, was, we were what really was there, young. I was like 16. What was there? They were just screwing with you or there was like a legitimate reason? They, they were, were really mad. I don't, I did. They were drunk. I have really no idea. They were just yeah, unbelievably upset that, that, that we were even there mm-hmm. and, uh, Drinking and firearms don't mix. Man. No, that's that's a bad. Situation. And that was the main thing. And uh, we were like, well, we got to get out of here. And we found he found like a a moment where he hit the gas, and he finally hit the gas, and he almost took my friend out of the back because he like 
when the truck went off, one of the dudes grabbed, headlocked one of my friends in the back of the truck and what? just pulled him out and then slipped. And then he <coughs> threw the beer can at us and sprayed us all with beer. And we're just flying. And then they're like, yeah, don't get And they started chasing after us, but we, we got we got out of there. But it was just a little slight little moment that happened at the Gore Orphanage that I'll never forget. That's a different kind of scary. Just, yeah, being 16 years old, like you want, you, our initial, we wanted to get freaked out. Yeah, I'd, that's scarier to me than ghosts. <laughs> people are definitely. Yeah, people are. Yeah. People will provide you with the most fucked up things than any ghost can give you. Yeah. Like, drinking <clears throat> Ted <them>. Bundy. <clears throat> <laughs> but yeah, uh, uh, yeah, it was scary. Being 16, too, it's like you're like hormones are heightened. Everything's oh, just yeah. like, oh, oh, yeah. You got your oh, adrenaline flowing oh, anyway. Yeah. 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 And we're just like, get out of here. Oh, my God. Yeah, it was cool though. It was an experience, but yeah, that's the only thing I ever had happen there. Um, but my, I, you know, it's so legendary. I remember my dad talking about it when I was mm-hmm. growing up, and when he was a kid, there was like part of the wall was still up. Oh, is that right? Yeah, but that was like probably fifty years ago. Yeah, the, the masonry. I, I yeah. assume. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah, that 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 picture I published at the original building. That's actually the first time that photo's ever been published. That was given to me by a, a guy that. He's, it's kind of his hobby to collect, collect local historic photos. Um, Al Leiby, he's actually a retired Elyria police detective. And uh, well, the photo in the book, yeah, the of the Gorfinage there. Oh, okay. Um, and th- there's some other ones you can find. There, there's some at uh, the Library of Congress that are access to the public. But um, it's really interesting that 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 building was it, it was kind of a celebrity in itself. It was a very unique. Uh, it, it involved a lot of different architectural. Uh, the Swift Mansion. The Swift Mansion, Rosedale. Uh, uh, Joseph Swift named it Rosedale. Yeah, I mean, yeah, Rosedale. Yeah, and I, I don't know if you probably read this in the book, but a lot of people don't realize. But when you look at the library here in Vermilion, shares the same structure. It, it's it's modeled after it. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah, I could see it. Yeah. I have to like when I'm, when I'm thinking about the library, I, I think I'm like, yeah, they have the four pillars. Okay. Yeah, I I don't go to the library enough. <laughs> and I'd go there. I go to there. I go there to vote. Oh, that's your voting. Uh, that's my voting spot. Yeah. yeah, nice. I'm glad to hear that you vote. Yeah, I got the sticker, man. <laughs> I hi Ohio love voting. <laughs> what else we got here? But yeah, man, I'm gonna wrap it up. I guess this is uh, okay. there's so much more we could talk about. The rest area story, creepy. Yeah. Creepy. Um, the Tale of the Two Theaters. You can check that story out in the book. What's What's really good about this book, everybody, is that it's uh, it's not something you you don't have to read it all in one. Even though you could in one sitting, it's not a long book, a hundred pages or something. And but it's one of those things you could pick up and put down and pick up and put down. Yeah. And it's real simple to read. Um, a dumb dumb like me was totally involved with it and was in. My reading comprehension isn't the best. <laughs> And I and I loved it. So I wrote the book for you specifically. Yes. So. <laughs> He's like, he, and, uh, you know, <laughs> he knows what my English teachers have uh, mentioned. But um, Haunted America, Eric Defabaugh, Haunted Lorraine County. Yeah, where can people find this book and pick it up? And so the the books are available in every Giant Eagle in the county. Um, it's at Costco. Um, it's also on Amazon. You could buy it directly at uh, HistoryPress.com. Um, it's also at a couple of local shops, uh, Burning River Boutique here in Vermilion, 
there's uh, uh, what's uh, Puffers, Roxy's in Illyria. Uh, Puffers Boutique is in uh, Amherst. Um, well, maybe listen. Oh, uh, we just recently put it in a uh, little cafe on the east side of Lorraine. It's called uh, Driftwood Cafe. That's good. Great little breakfast place, mom and pop kind of shop. And so I give them a cut if they, they post my book up there in the window. So Awesome. If you can, just uh, message me on uh, Facebook, private message me, like some links if you can. If there's any links for people to look up, and I'll put those in the, des- the description for okay. the video. And yeah, man, dude, thank you so much, dude. Yeah, my pleasure. It's been fun. Right on, Appreciate bro. it. Uh, Eric, definitely bye, everybody. And you are... <laughs> I'm sorry. I forgot already. I'm Judy. Judy. The boss. The boss, Judy, the boss. off to the side. Yeah. Uh, my, 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 my handler. <laughs> the handler. All right. Thanks, guys. All right. To play us out... Um, I don't know. I never get this. I never have this prepared. To play us out, what can we do? What can we play? Um... Oh, no Christmas music. No Christmas music. Oh. Um, Screw it. Peace.